0: Welcome to the Help Desk for Monday, the 29th of February. My name is Peter Wells.
1: And I'm Tess Bennett.
0: And Tess, tell me all about Twitter and uh, the announcements they made last Friday.
1: Yeah, so news from Twitter on Friday that two big new features are on the way. The first is the ability for users to charge their followers to access additional content. And the second is the ability to create create and join groups based around specific interests. Superfollows will allow Twitter users to charge followers uh, in return for access to extra content. And that could be bonus tweets, uh, access to a community group, subscription to a newsletter or a badge indicating your support. In a mock-up screenshot, Twitter showed an example where a user is charged about $5 a month to receive a series of perks and that other feature uh, is going to be called Communities, uh, and that appears to be something similar to Facebook groups. So, Peter, what, uh, what is your impression of the new features?
0: Interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I, we're all trying to make money somehow off. <laughs> Digital, <laughs> obviously, in um, in
1: tiny, tiny increments.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it feels like this is another platform for that. Again, it's with everything else that Twitter announces. First of all, it's like why didn't you do this ten years ago? Second of all, it is uh, yeah, that's that's interesting, and and in some ways. Like the majority of the people I probably want to support are on Twitter. And conversely, the majority of people who would probably want to support me may- might be on Twitter as well. Because I don't game. I don't do any of that stuff. So I'm not on Twitch or anything like that. But uh, th- there are so you many... Mm.
1: an interesting point because this is more like Twitter will get a cut of this. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like more of a feature for Twitter. To be doing something rather than uh, for all the you know them being super generous to all the creators on their platform who've just been hoping to make money from Twitter.
0: That's right, and and it does look like that. By the way, the four ninety nine is the the one flat fee. Like you can't have tiers like you can on Patreon, for example. Um, it would just be four ninety nine uh, to say I love that. Twitter person so much. And, and that also, for some reason, worries me that Twitter is already gamified enough. Like there are already enough jerks that are ready to take the hot take on whatever comes around uh, to the point where like really off-putting jokes are being made about serious news topics that really makes my skin crawl. And, and I worry that this kind of incentivizes that behavior.
1: The badge is the most appealing to me. Like imagine paying an air tasker like 50 bucks to design a badge and then <laughs> just selling thousands of them for $5. <laughs> like the easiest way to make a living ever.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and Twitter has also, as you mentioned, uh, will be rolling out communities, which is very much like Facebook groups. Again, why did, wasn't this like, why wasn't this rolled out when uh, hashtags were rolled out uh, a decade ago? But, you know, uh, I guess it's better let than never. By the way, I've also got Spaces. Uh, if you want to try that sometime this week, uh, just to compare how Spaces looks to Clubhouse.
1: So, what is Spaces?
0: So, Spaces is just Twitter's Clubhouse. It's their way of opening up a room, letting people come in. Uh, you've as the as the talker, you're the person who allows who gets to talk, and uh, uh, it's a little bit more granular actually, where you can say allow anyone uh, anyone I follow. Um, immediate rights to talk and things like that. So Mm. I guess it's supposed to be adding more of a a party room atmosphere. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. uh, The Guardian has an article about EVs in Australia and says that Australia could build electric cars if it had the inclination and also the government support to do so. So according to the article, former car manufacturing plants in South Australia and Victoria have largely been left untouched since they stopped producing petrol cars about four or five years ago, depending on the plant. These plants could easily be retooled to pump out EVs for Australia, says... uh, I should note uh, the head of the EV uh, <laughs> polling commission, or I don't know the guy behind who is, the guy who was most passionate. The industry
1: groups for, thank for you. electric vehicles. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I don't know how those words work. Thank you, thank you, Tess. But yes, while critics say labour costs are way too high in Australia for a, a viable car market, this young gentleman um, has said that. Well, no, not really, because rather than the guys bending men- metal uh, being the major cost. It's more about building the robots that build the cars. And with a highly educated workforce, he's arguing Australia could be really, really competitive in this space.
1: Yeah. So the thing I found interesting about that story was, um, you know, companies coming into Australia looking at, could we build EVs here? They apparently wanted to know if there's a market for 50,000 electric vehicles in Australia. But apparently we're only selling about 7,000 electric vehicles a year, mm-hmm. um, which seems incredibly low. That's like the population of a small country town.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I remember I, I went to a, like a Volvo thing once. I don't know why. And, and they said like, this was this huge launch event they did for this. It was a hybrid car, but they said for that car, they were hoping to sell 2000 units in this country. And that would be a success. Mm. Um, I guess...
1: We've talked about it before. All the prices are still up around $60,000 for an electric vehicle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Until you've got your kind of Corollas uh, rolling out with EVs in this country, then it's, it's still going to be a rich person's game.
1: And moving on to security, we've talked about the SolarWinds hack before, and that was the security breach that saw access to critical infrastructure in the US, including water, electricity, hospital systems, and the US government payroll. The attack is being described as one of the most sophisticated attacks ever seen. And just last week, we talked about uh, the first parts of the attack starting up to nine months before it was discovered. Well, in front of Congress to explain the attacks, the former CEO of SolarWinds put the initial blame on an intern, actually, who shared an internal password. And that password was SolarWinds123, which is Mm -hmm. a slight improvement on... Password one two three. <laughs> so the the password was actually discovered in 2019 on the public internet by an independent security researcher who warned the company that the leak had explore, exposed a SolarWinds file server, and they took the password down, but they never actually changed the password. And so uh, they've had to get up in front of Congress and and own up to that.
0: Yeah, and Katie Porter, who's one of the most tech-savvy re- representatives in Congress, said, I've got a stronger password than SolarWinds123 to stop my kids watching too much YouTube on their iPad. You and your company were supposed to be preventing Russia from reading Defence Department emails. I love that. Mm. The, the whole yeah. story's in the show for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Uh, Yeah. They don't know for sure this is what happened, although that's Mm -hmm. pretty likely. um, Apparently stolen credentials are one of three possible avenues of attack that they're investigating. So the other theory is brute force guessing of company passwords, as well as the possibility that hackers could have entered via compromised third party software. So which one do you think is most likely?
0: Uh, I think it's all three when when you read the, the full story they say that look this is this was just uh, a file share that they had access to that probably then gave them um, names uh, names to begin phishing expeditions on uh, and that was that was the key that was important in this this particular security issue but it, again it goes to show that like one crappy password somewhere that you forgot about totally can be your downfall which is why you should have. A password manager.
1: Yeah, 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 I hear you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And moving on. Hey, Google, the voice command on Wear OS has been busted for months, according to Tegan over at Gizmodo. So I saw this today and just thought it was so depressing because the very first article I ever wrote for the SMH was along the lines of the Apple Watch has a huge battle against it with Google Wear because when it comes to a watch, you need a voice assistant because the screen's too tiny for you to type on. So you need to be able to talk to your watch and, and uh, Google's assistant is so much better than Siri's that, I just thought Apple would be dead in the water. But it turns out, of course, Google just completely forgot that they actually owned a watch uh, division. And this is so sad that Google Wear has been dead for ages. Um, Or at least, hey, Google, on a watch has been dead for ages. And sorry for setting off any speakers in your house. I can see mine flashing at me right now. Uh, But yes, that is all I have to say about that. Super depressing. Google, what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, I wonder if they'll – I wonder how quickly they'll fix it now. I mean, people have been complaining about it, but it it didn't really get picked up in the news until last week, really. Mm. Um, And in Tegan's story, she also brings or mentions the Google's Fitbit acquisition and sort of flags, like, could they be diverting resources away from Wear OS and just to focus on, on Fitbit?
0: Yeah, I think that's what's been happening. They've sunsetted Wear and they're waiting for the Fitbit engineers to kind of get their passes to <laughs> to the building so that they can start uh integrating those features into it.
1: And in other very quick voice command news, uh Facebook is adding Hey Facebook as a command to wake up its Portal devices and Oculus VR headsets. We can add Hey Facebook to Hey Google and Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. And
0: It's just Yeah, a I could <laughs> is the other Oh, one. and she doesn't say hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, is she more formal?
0: <laughs> well, the, actually the the funny thing is, uh, just to note out, uh, they specifically chose Alexa because of the way that it's such a unique word that the speaker mm-hmm. only has to listen to that one. So all the others are too similar to other words, so that's why they need the hey in front of them.
1: Yeah, and I don't know anyone who owns a portal, uh, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that's useful information for for anyone to know.
0: No one in my immediate circle would have a Facebook device in their house. Anyway, that's all we have time for today. It it, it was lovely speaking to you, Tess. Have a great uh, rest of your Sunday. (laughs) Thanks, Peter. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.